Hi, Danielle. Casey Rose Calliope Wilson cast. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Rose, in fact. I do know that. Danielle Monica Schneider. (laughs) Caroline. Thank you. Uh, There's no rest for the weary. There's no rest because we were supposed to be off this week for the holidays. And I was off last week. And I still feel... We had to be here this week. You know, like we have done on many times before, when there is so much Housewives news, you have to take to the mic. We could not stop. Does Diane Sawyer miss a big story? God, no. Does Christine, Christian Amanapour miss a story? Never. Does Brian Williams pretend he was somewhere he wasn't? Always. Always. So here we are. God, there's just so much. You know, to just launch us in, we were going to end with this, but I actually think it's 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 so important. And we're getting into such ugly territory with Beverly uh, Hills that yes. I think we need to ease us in with more of a trifle. Yes, and I will say, this is hot off the press. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this just came from Casey texting me, I want to say seven minutes ago. Like That's we weren't right. even know this. We didn't even know about this before we decided to do this today. But again, you mobilize when mm-hmm. when breaking, then when there's breaking news. And you pivot, you pivot. In life, we pivot. And here That's we right. are pivoting again. Here we are pivoting because, you know, there's been a long, <laughs> I can't even, I, I'm trying to like come up with a way to set this up. It's just so insane. <laughs> Bottom line, we've seen it, we've heard rather a canon of songs come out of the Housewives franchise. Good, bad, mostly ridiculous. Terrible. Some of them were boppable than others. Some real bangers. They are not. <sighs> but, you know, we know Lou's given us a little something to hum along to. Yes, and we've had some tardies for the parties. And obviously, Candy is a real singer-songwriter, and we've had Scrub. Yeah, we don't even count Candy. Yeah, we can't even can- count Candy as a housewife song. And then we've got about 47 songs just from the Judice girls. Yes. And, and now we have a new offering. Here we do. On the table. From a, a housewife I didn't even think had this desire. Like, I didn't, and she did not preview this. Like, most of them have said, I'm a single <laughs> Melissa Gorga. We saw going to the studio. Like, usually we get a heads up. An inkling that this is in someone's, like, on their on their vision board. Yeah, or just yeah. a dream. A dream that they thought had died when they were a kid or something. Yeah, like you and me. You know, like, yeah. you, everyone knows we want to be on Broadway and we want to sing. <gasps> And someone's done it. Maybe we should have done it, is what yeah. I think now, Danielle, having listened to this, is why aren't we doing it? Because people are doing things. Oh, anyone can. Anyone can be a music star. Now, this is a little ditty, a little dumb ditty do. <laughs> I think the release date is today, yes? It's today. <laughs> That's right. Not five hours ago, this little ditty dropped on us all. <laughs> and it is simply called, appropriately, Life of a Housewife. By one, Brandy Glanville. <laughs> Oh, it's hard to wrap. You know, we're going to give you a taste because it's it's hard to wrap your head around what you're about to hear. So if you're driving, pull over, you know. If you have a child in your arms, put them down. If you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, stand up. That's right. That's right. That's right. If you're midway, jump. Because this is a uh, something. It's something. And and I have to say, you know how there are singers <laughs> yeah, and there are rappers. This is somewhere in between, I would say. It sort of goes the, if anyone knows the old Broadway actor, Rex Harrison, mm. you know, he sort of speaks, sings like the rain don't. in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Like yeah. this is, a, you know, like if I could talk 
to the animals, that type mm-hmm. of thing. That's what you're going to hear. You know, and some reviews have been flying in on our text chain. Um, Matt McConkie, John, the floor, and then it's sinister. <laughs> and Deanna Chang, simply this is Buck. It's, you know what, let's let the material speak for itself. Let's let you, yes, let's let you guys make your And decision. before we do, I want to give her a big compliment, actually. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about it? I'm thinking <laughs> if I can even phrase this as a compliment, okay. but because we're going to put her art out there. Yeah. I will say, and we're going to get into Ultimate Girls Trip, which is the oh, greatest show on television. The greatest show we're that's gonna ever We're going to get been. into that down the line here. But if you're not watching, I don't, don't even listen to this song. Start watching. <laughs> but what I'll say is, I hate Dorinda so very much that she's actually making Brandy seem cuddly. And that includes the comments Brandy made in this week's episode, which are the most inflammatory I've heard on the show. And it makes me like her singing voice more, if that's possible. Yeah. So, like, I'm in a space hating Dorinda so much. I'm like, I like Brandy. And I like this song. Yeah. In- enjoy Life of a Housewife. Diamonds, peaches, apples too. I'm going to be the one to check you, boo. Some go to jail and even worse. And the beneficial unhaven hurts. Mug shops, kicking cops, selling rocks to pay the rent. Backward they get all the money they spend. Law bills, legal fees, nothing stops these queen bees. Life of a Housewife. Now that was just a taste, a little, um, a tickle, a moose-bouche. And, and we will be playing it in its entirety to close us out today. And did I buy it immediately? Of course. Went right to my iTunes account. Oh, we'll it. know all the words soon enough. Yeah. I'm upset we don't know them now. I know. Well, they're not hard. There's not that many of them. So thanks for uh, indulging that, everyone. It just felt like important, kind of more uh, a positive. Yeah, and a dark week of housewives being terrible humans. And in an even uh, uh, an incredibly dark week, dark two weeks in our nation, yeah. we always feel we can fall back on yeah. our housewives. Yes. And this week on Beverly Hills, we could not. No, we couldn't count on our ladies to give us some bright when they only made us more upset and showed us, you know, a taste of the world at large. And it's so interesting. It's like, I, it was a friend, I think, or uh-huh. someone came up to me and was talking about Kyle. Okay. And said something that, you know, with the, like, we know these women, I put in quotes, so well, or we've seen them so long. There are like full pieces of their history. You'll just forget that happened. Yeah. And for so long, this stayed with me as like the front of my brain, speaking of Brandy, which was that, oh, I think it was Matt Rogers that said, never forget when Kyle and Kim hid Brandy's crutches. Yeah. You saw two mean little meanies. Mean snakes. Snakes in the grass. Yeah. And and then, you know, you're kind of like, oh, okay, then we move forward and she's nice enough. And she's letting her dogs lick from her bowls. And you're like, and she's this mom of like five kids and she's this yeah. wife and she's like, you know, so yeah. you, and sometimes she's like the person that everyone's like, oh, I touched down with her as like my normal reality. And she's got like. And you go to her home and she allows you in and does the splits for you in her foyer in our case. <laughs> in our face. We've seen those splits live and in person. And so you forget. Yeah. You forget. But it always fucking comes back around, okay? And we're going to get into all of the despicable behavior this week. But I think just, you know, going through the show right off the bat, we have the discussion between Diana the Willen and (laughs) Sutton and Kyle. Yes, we do. Now, Diana 
it feels to me, and I think I said this a little bit last week, like she's giving a performance of a villain, like with her looks and her like pauses. Like, I don't buy what Diana's selling. She looks to me, and this is not to like comment on, she's obviously, you know, a good looking woman. This is not that, but. Yes. And, and been enhanced. To sure. You know, but what I see from her is like when the windshield wipers are going and the rain is just splattering this way, that way. Like her face mm-hmm. is a blur. It's like she moved really fast and then mm-hmm. the image hasn't caught up. Yeah. It's I a slickness that. to her features, her mm-hmm. face. It's, it's a doingness that's, I can't settle in on it, you know? Yeah, well, I'm trying to get that doingness myself as I've told everybody I'm of on the wait course, list for Haley Bieber's new products. But Of course, but Diana's just, there's a lot going on. And of course, the way she recapped that conversation to Rena was also insane. Yes. Um, and, but, you know, and I've said some things about Sutton in the past and I will own that. There's going to be a lot of owning this episode, okay? Oh, tons of owning. And I will say like, again, we we switch 180 degrees on all these people. It's tough when the, when when you're like, I'm on her side, when you know her side is a terrible person. You know what I mean? Like, you're always trying to, like, find yourself in these people. And We're always some- trying to find our footing. And it's yes. like, and it keeps what I think we all need to understand is like, and I hope that this is the premise of the show, which is like, we adore these women and love watching them. And yet, to be on any of their sides is wrong, most likely. With love. And we have to know that we've bought into the premise. If you're listening to this and you're watching this show, We've all bought into the premise that, like, we are not watching good people. You know, we are watching flawed people, some more flawed than others. And that's why I think when they when they are good, we're like, oh, okay, what a doll. You know, because it catches us all by surprise. And also when they are good, like, in a crystal way, you're like, they're bo- like, why am I watching this? Like, you're just like, oh, she's someone I'd like in real life. Like, yes, yes. so you shocking. Know? Pass. Although, God, if I didn't love her this week, but I'll say yes, like I know. It's it's so hard because what I don't like in my housewives, and this is the territory New York got into, and OC's been there too. And obviously individual housewives, but it it's like normally I love to hate you or I hate to love you. Yeah. Now we're into like I it, it's like, oh, you're a bad person. It's despicable and it's unwatchable. Yeah, like when it's people get unwatchable, and when you're like, oh, I feel, I feel sick. I feel sick. Well, to speak to that, I was just like, you know, reading Twitter last night, and um, a gal by the name of Fly Shy, uh, Fly S H Y, says, okay. "Why do I have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills anxiety? It's giving Sunday scaries, but midweek microaggression." <laughs> It's so it's perfectly, so perfectly put. Yeah, perfectly Thank you, put. Fly Shy. That is perfectly put. So it's, that stuff is where you're like, oh, I'm not enjoying myself. Oh, this is so dark. Or like, oh, this is so like, it's because sometimes it's like, well, I like watching complicated people. I like watching people that are not perfect and not likable. But yeah. sometimes it just goes beyond that. And you're like, oh God, oh Lord. Like what, what, what have I bought into? Yes. And, and one such moment we kick off with in terms yeah. of Kyle's behavior which was so kind of, it was unexpected in the sense of like, she crashes this conversation and then, you know, look, can Sutton be, Sutton has that kind of narcissistic streak where someone is saying like something terrible has happened to them and she comes right in where I think she thinks she's relating. I do think she thinks she's relating, but instead it's like, 
it is, there is kind of a thing of like, my thing was worse than yours, or I, I'm, I'm actually pulling focus instead of just like sitting with you in this moment. And I've had to learn that myself, I will say, as an adult, because I do think we think, oh, I'm relating. I'm saying I'm like you. I've been through this. But most of the time, that person just wants to confide in you and get empathy and comfort or just... I'm here for you. They don't want to hear your sob story because then all of a sudden you're comforting them. But that is something I've had to learn as an adult, I think. So that's a learned behavior. And I understand that. And Sutton does have like major tragedy in her life. Yes. To, and when I say to offer, I mean like to, you know, there can be commis- like bonding yes. and commiseration. And then Kyle, I mean, so again, it's like, okay, you know, Diana's obviously talking about something very serious that's happened. But then Kyle comes in. And here's the thing. It's like Sutton is a narcissist and has said, like, and takes the focus. And I get that. And Sutton started and on Diana by saying, I thought you were on bed rest and here you are. Like, who gives a fuck, Sutton? Like, who cares? Like, you're starting drama that I don't care about and is not interesting. And I think you think it's good TV. So that's already annoying. So then Sutton tries to relate to Diana's miscarriage with saying that I've had two of my own. And then for Kyle to come in and say, not only, why don't I know this? It's like, because she has, she obviously doesn't know you that well and has not trusted you with this information. You don't seem like a very trustworthy person with personal information. And for that to be out of the gate when a friend tells you something, why don't I know it? It is akin to when Kyle was all over Sutton for saying the thing about the person caught in customs during the jury. It's like, these are wrong responses. This is insane. And then for Kyle to say, I don't believe if you had those. And it's just like to say that to somebody is so Like, who's going to lie about that? And to your friend? And I don't care if you're drunk. That's a crazy response. Like, that's... The fact that that thought would be swirling around in your head, drunk or not, is unforgivable. It's, It's insane. And then, and then she grabs her. Yes. It's... And just all of it was so hard to watch. That whole yeah. scene was so hard to watch. This is after a woman has done splits. <laughs> this occurs. Like, that's what I was just like, wow. Okay, okay. So that, that's going on over here, yes. okay? But there's something else going on on the couch with Erica and Dorit. So Erica Jane is wasted. And I know we liked her on the boat and sort of like, I used to have a boat. And all of that. But then she starts hitting on Garcelle's adult son. And it is awkward as fuck. So weird. She doesn't take the hint. He tries to uh, be so kind to her. And she does not get the hint. It's awkward anyway because this is your, your friend's son at her birthday party. I don't care if he's an adult. It's gross. It's your friend's son. It's so gross. It's so fucking inappropriate. Then she says, ask your, something like ask your baby mama. He's married. That's her kind of first blurt, which is racist. And then she says, we could have a three-way? Like just, and then he's like, okay, I'll see you later. And then Garcelle Garcelle sees what's happening, tries to take him away. And she's like, no, stop. Like, just. Literally, like, fighting Garcelle and and making him be kind of, like, betwixt and between her, Erica and his mother. His mother's like, okay, Oliver, come over. And she's like, stay, stay. 
it was insane behavior. Yeah, and she's like, I'm talking. No, I'm talking. It's like, no. That's beat one. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like hitting on your friend's married son. So that was just like, okay. okay. It's disgusting. Okay. And then we transition into uh, uh, beat two. Um, the worst fucking thing almost I've ever seen on this show. Which is um, Garcelle's son, Jax, one of her twins, her 14-year-old son, comes to get the mom's flowers because Crystal's saying, oh, people are taking your flowers. You should take your flowers home, which I do myself from a party. And so he goes to take the flowers and she goes, she just yells at him and is like, get the fuck out of here. She says it many times. I honestly, and and see, is like his, the, the confusion and on his face and and this woman, this drunk woman screaming in, in a child's face who's done nothing was so upsetting and so shocking. And then he walks away upset. Well, Crystal gets him away. He, she's like, get out. Yes. Let's get out of here. Let's like ignore those fucking crazy women. Because Jareed is like playing both sides of the line of like, Erica, no, but like, ah, uh, she's just being crazy. And, and Crystal's like, no, this is insane. So she gets him out of there and then... She goes, he says to your, your God, to your, to like his mom, like your friend, like your friend just yelled at me basically. Like what's happening? And she's like, what's happening? And she, he's like, your friend just, you know, tell me to get the fuck out of here. You can tell by his voice, it's kind of shaky. And he's like upset by it because when you have of course. a woman yelling at you, especially like an older woman, you're a child. It's very upsetting as an adult. That's upsetting. Imagine being a child and having that happen. And I think, like, if you extrapolate it out further and, you know, Twitter is ablaze, everyone's ablaze over this. Like, this is, in in the framework of all that Erica has been accused of doing, if you can imagine that this is somehow worse (laughs) than the fact that she has shown zero kind of... Compassion. Compassion for orphans. Yes. And now we have Erica screaming, get the fuck out of here, to a child, to a child's face, and not only that, to a Black child. Yes. And I think we've seen play out in the world this kind of adultification of Black boys where they're often treated and seen as men where they're kids. And I... Oh, sorry. Sorry. You go. No, I was just going to say I saw a tweet about that that I actually pulled where by I said what I said with periods in between um, the words in her handle. She said, this is how... This world makes little black boys and men feel like they aren't worthy of respect and humane treatment. And I think it was just, it was so upsetting on all those levels, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, it was many layers of of upsetting to watch. And, you know, later Erica's like, well, I thought he was 16. It's like, it doesn't matter if he was 16. And so then Garcelle goes back to Erica and says like, oh, you know, you really hurt my son, Erica. You hurt his feelings, which is a very gracious way of Garcelle saying that. She was incredibly nice to Erica, given the circumstance. I mean, we ourselves have some experience with uh, Garcelle being incredibly gracious, which is that, you know, if you'll recall, two years ago, one of our, our guests made a joke about Garcelle's, her sons. And that was just... We never should have kept in. And we still regret that to this day. So gracious as to not only forgive us and accept our apology, but come on this garbage podcast as a guest. Um, 
Garcelle is a, is a class act, but in, in this instance, it's, it was so upsetting to have to watch her kind of navigate that situation after her son has been screamed at to his face. Yeah. You know what played out in this, Danielle, that also disturbed me to my core is that Erica, after Garcelle has has come over to her, she doesn't even get up. No, she doesn't. She's just like, oh, did I, oh, come here, honey, come here. Like making, trying him to come back to her. Like what? To receive, it's like get over here to receive more bad behavior. I won't be apologizing. Yes. And it was just, it was so shocking to see. You know, and then we go to this scene. Yeah. Of this foursome that has gotten in trouble for laughing. At Erica's misfortune before yeah, the old gotta, Kyle Dorit, Maurizio yeah. PK talking about it afterwards. It yeah, was horrible. this foursome should not be together. They are only bad news. And then, like, I think what was so disturbing is that two things disturbed me about it, which is when Dorit acknowledges that it's a bad thing, but then is laughing at him, be like, "Well, it's not my kid." Like, so she knows that it's not okay to do, but it's not her kid, so it's okay. Like, because she, she knows better, and then. Mauricio, to me, Mauricio and Kyle were the worst because Mauricio is then going like, I think it's great. And it's all surrounding this premise, which is where I think Kyle tried to say in her kind of rambling like Instagram story apology, which is like, well, we we really, we just found it great that Erica was able to really let her hair down finally. It's like that trumps the fact that someone's screaming in a kid's face because our friend got to loosen up a little. Yeah. It's absurd. It's so... It's absurd. The excuses they're making for their friend who's not even a good friend, it seems. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm perplexed. The one thing that sort of makes me laugh on Instagram mm-hmm. is that people are trying to get their anger out of Kyle. Mm-hmm. And the only place they have to do it is Faye Resnick's post. No. <laughs> so she's like, happy birthday, Faye, like through all the years, like you've been there thick and thin. And then people are like, you fucking bitch. Well, I just saw Erica posting last night, like just pictures of herself. Like it's, and then, okay. Can then we also talk about how if this were me, if this were me, I would have, if I had, say I'm wasted and I have no memory of what I did, which I don't think she was that wasted. I think she was wasted, but she has memory. She's not blackout drunk. No, and she knew what she, she did, did know what by she the did. way, because we, there's an upcoming clip. Yes. Uh, and, and I do believe the, uh, I'm not saying the apology felt more dropped in than I expected yes. it to. Now here comes Kyle fucking things up again, but go on. Kyle, it's like she doesn't need... because And these are scenes from next week, guys. So if you haven't seen these, go back and see these scenes for next week. Kyle continues to jump in on things. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Jumping in on the crystal stuff, rolling her eyes when Garcelle is starting to like initiate this conversation with Erica. And also like, they got it. She doesn't need you to stick up for her. This is not a moment. This is your child. And why are like... Like, stand down. Erica's not going, this was the one time I let my hair down. Yes. Not that that makes it right, but I'm saying like, Kyle just seems hell-bent on on almost like bucking against this notion that Garcelle or Crystal could have genuine feelings and, and reactions to things that hurt them. Kyle won't let it happen. She is shutting it down left and right, and I don't understand. And so is Rinna, because then Rinna... And then Rinna comes out with a little statement this week, now deleted. But she says, 
If we fight with Garcelle, we are called racist. That's bullshit. I will not accept that. I express myself how I want and I will fight with any of you hoes. If you're so triggered by our show and a lot of you pussies are, go watch Real Housewives of Dubai. So then she's got to take down Dubai? Like, what? leave them out of it. I mean, I'm not loving Dubai. I know, but but leave them out of it. Like, what is this? Like, because then you get Chanel Ayan involved. You know what I mean? And she's just like, what the fuck? Like, she's pissed off. So it's so like... Like, why can't these women let people feel what they feel and just stay out? Like, stay, like people are handling them. We don't need you, Rinna, and we don't need Kyle. They are, we're handling this. And again, this is from next week, but I was upset because if I were Erica Jane, and we know Erica Jane does not, like, apologize easily. Like, she hasn't yet to say anything to, you know, anybody about anything as far as the lawsuits go. But... If I were her, I would have been at Garcelle's house the next morning, banging on the door, like being like, I am so sorry. Let me apologize. I cannot believe, I cannot believe I did that. Like I fucked up. Like I would have like, yeah. and to not, to go to that party and not even go there with an apology. Like she let Garcelle come to her. No, she was like, just one drink for me, baby girl. Yes. <laughs> and then, so- since then, Kyle issued like a kind of rambling, weird, like Instagram story apology to try to like explain while she was laughing and that she didn't know X. And, uh, you know, that was kind of just strange and off. And then Lisa has got a new post about her grief has her in a space that she's never been in before. And I'm just like, everyone is in a grief that we've never had before. Yeah. We're all in a perpetual state of grief right now. Honestly, largely and in part because of like things like this that happen. Yeah, it's just... Every day there's something new going on. It's like just fucking... It kept going. Own it and apologize. Or go up on your medication like Danielle. (sighs) Up, 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 ladies. Up, up, up. Danielle, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Just as like a health question. And please don't take this the wrong way. You know, is there a ceiling for you in terms of the meds? Do we know if there's a point where we can't go anymore or are we checking in with the doc? I've never asked. Yeah. You know, they always tell you don't ask if you don't want to be told, you know, what you don't want to hear. (laughs) So so I've just sort of just said the sky's the limit. Okay. And I, because I need to cope with daily life, Casey. I'm living. It's a a glass. I'm not well. Made to be smashed. I'm hanging on by a thread daily, Casey. Daily. Look. I'm proud of you, actually. I love that answer. Now, to to transition to some sort of lighter fare this week to give us a, a little bit of a lift, I would like to talk about Sutton's awkward luncheon. Because Sutton... Okay, I do feel bad for Sutton on some level because people keep telling her how awkward and odd and and strange she is. And that's a hard thing to hear even when you are. But her luncheon was no less than all of those things. To invite people over in December. Now, I know if people think of LA as this like palm tree wonderland where the sun's always shining, but December is a pretty wet and cold month in Los Angeles. And I would never like throw an outside party without a contingency plan or at least throw up a few heat lamps. And none of those things happened. And then there wasn't any food. There was no food. Which Cherie pointed out and wondered about. And 
And thank God for Shereen. Oh, wait, we didn't even get into Shereen. We have oh, to talk Cherie. about Shereen. Why is, I mean, I think everyone's calling for this, but Shereen is a voice of reason. Shereen, and again, we see it next week. Again, everybody, there are scenes from next Cherie week. Shereen in her emerald top, red lip. Gorgeous. Coming over to Garcelle's. And and honestly, in, in the clip where she kind of, and again, I know this is next week, but I'm just desperate for any, Me too, any you know, tip at any more salon. A friend said, so Shereen kind of like jumps into the fray a bit to try to mediate a little. And she's like kind of getting in there. And our friend was like, Sheree is Jada and we need a Red Table Talk led by Sheree. Yes. And it really did get me. Yeah, she, you know. let's invite um, Sheree to the Red Towel to do a Red Table. Sheree's <laughs> <laughs> bringing us a lot. And the friendship between Garcelle and Sheree is so nice. It's also nice for Garcelle to have someone on her fucking yeah. side, except for Sutton, who isn't like a good co-pilot. Let's just, she's not a great wing woman. People love Sutton, Danielle. I know there's the sluttons. And Anna said last week, if I come for Sutton, the sluttons will come for me. I know. I'm just reminding you. I know. I know. But I have to speak my truth. Someone said about Garcelle and Sutton, this this made me howl. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Someone said on Twitter about Garcelle and Sutton, this made me howl with laughter. And this person's uh, handle is was Carrie Spears. <laughs> Carrie spelled with a C and then SS on the end. Said this. This is a beautiful poem almost, Danielle. If Garcelle and Sutton have 5 million fans, I'm one of them. If they've five fans, I'm one of them. If they've one fan, I'm him. If they've no fans, I'm not alive. If the world is against them, I'm against the world. Until my last breath, I will support them. I'd do anything for them. (laughs) Way to use your 140 letters of Twitter just beautifully. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, it just made me laugh. It's, it's just one of the funniest things I've ever heard. That's beautiful. It's just gorgeous use of the language. You yeah. Know? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But her 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 luncheon with the fur coats where everybody gets a fur. Well, first of all, the house is looks like an Airbnb that you get in and you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. And everyone's stepping in mud. Although Lisa was making me ill with that those red shoes and like how she was trying not to literally scream at people about the red shoes. It's like, calm down. We're going to find out a way for you to get one foot. We're going to find out a way for you to not get your new stylist shoes messed up. Uh, Can we also discuss what Lisa was wearing? Someone showed a picture of her and I I don't have the Twitter handle or the Instagram handle, but they they showed a picture of her with Austin Powers and I was was just so... And the Joker. (gasps) And Jack Nicholson. Oh. It's the wildest look. I feel like she's like, she got the memo of like, I need to step it up. But now she's trying to like g- get where Dorita's and she can't. And we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I, oh, I mean, it was a wild, yeah, wild ride. Wild. And then sunglasses. What's up with sunglasses inside for everybody? What's going on there? Do we know? Is it a transition lens and it's just too bright in there and so they're turning into sunglasses? I don't what know. I don't know, but. Something about it really it did make me laugh when Sutton's fridge um, wasn't right. <laughs> you could tell it was tweaking her to a level that was so bad. Yes. Was it Rinna? Someone was like, you'll get your Sub-Zero. Yes, I don't know like, who it was. But just, it, it was, you could tell she was just completely freaking out about it. But um, what an episode. Uh, I, I don't, I'm very curious to see where we go from here. But I mean, we've kind of seen... In that we saw scenes from last week, next week. Those hit the internet today from... I guess, but Danielle, until I see every second. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a toughie. A toughie 
but should we come back with some ultimate girls trip to have like a nice little palate yes, cleanser? Let's take a little break and we'll be right back. We're back. We get into Ultimate Girls Trip, which is the best show on television right now. And I can, I mean, like, I didn't want it to end. What an antidote. I screamed. I laughed. I was like, <gasps> like, so many emotions throughout the fucking, all of it. Now, can, do we start with Dorinda? Do we start with Brandy? Where do we start, Casey? I had to rank the women on a piece of paper for myself. <laughs> As one does. Hey, now this is just for myself. Now I know, obviously, I just am showing you in the screen, okay? You have ranked them. I, I did. I, because it's important. Because mm-hmm. I hate Dorinda so very much. Like I said before, she's, I never thought someone could make the following gals lovable. Yeah. Tamara Barney. <laughs> Breezy. <laughs> Vicky Gumbelson. Paradise. Okay. Jill Zarin. Sweet, easy, breezy, cover girl, fun. And Brandy. <laughs> like her a lot. <laughs> you know, this. these are the things that are happening opposite Dorinda's like rage, alcoholic, rage meltdowns. Like it's... It's it, worse it, than it, ever, correct? It's, oh my God. It's worse than ever. And you would have thought having literally been fired. Okay, she can say pause, whatever. Having yes. been fired. She can, I mean, but she is holding on to that word pause for her goddamn life. Like white knuckling those words, holding on to, it's the only thing she can hold on to right now is that word pause. It's like if you're fired from a job and then, you know, the person feels bad and they're like, and you know, maybe down the line. No, they don't mean it. They don't mean it. The fact that she was let go for this very behavior for her to then up the ante. I mean, Danielle, she's a full-blown alcoholic. I find it incredibly triggering, actually, like that walking on eggshells, that, that just things in my past. I, I really find it. And I know we were saying before, like, before she left, Roni, like she's mean as a snake, all those things, yes. But I'm going to say something. I found her, I think she's drinking in the morning. She was slurring on her bed mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit to Eva when she came up in the morning. And I absolutely think what Jill Zarin To me, it was like a voice of reason where she's just like, she's drinking too much. This is what happens. But unfortunately, it's morning and night. So I don't know when she's drinking. Because I actually, I I think Dorinda's awful, but I don't know if that's her without alcohol. I don't know. I think it's her. I think it's her, Casey. And again, I think alcohol is definitely involved and definitely plays a huge part. But I think her anger has taken over in a way and her bitterness and her firing and like she can't get past any of it. That's why it was so fascinating to see the like working dynamics of how these women feel about the show. Like talking about the show was fascinating. You know what I mean? And like, I got fired and you were mad that I couldn't film this scene with you. Like, all of that stuff, like, I couldn't stop listening to. And like, their anger over, like, you were filming and you got mad because I took your part and I took, like, and I think she was already so angry. Her anger at John was about him loving the fame too much and not about all the other reasons he was a shitty boyfriend. Like, to her, it's all centering on the show. And there's this anger about it. And Jill's got her number. Like, Jill is right on. And I know you're not loving Jill as much Jill is just triggering to me, as I've said before. I I just think she has chilled out. So maybe that's what I'm responding to. I felt bad for her, Danielle. I'm sorry. When, When a woman 
when you're just trying to do, as we all do, a little confessional in a in a room alone that's crowded with things. That confessional in a room is nightmare wild. confessional room. Okay. <laughs> when you're just trying to do your confessional at night, and when Jorinda's like, there's no room for me, and gets on that settee, that mm-hmm. strange pink settee, crowding Phaedra and Eva. And when Dorinda slurs, which I really feel like, why wasn't Jill bringing this up as the most upsetting thing? I mean, maybe she didn't want to bring it up again. But for Dorinda to say like, and I did support you as that's your Bobby's funeral dating someone else two weeks later. Like these are the oh. most vicious things you could say to someone. Vicious. To say to Jill, like you are talking about him at the, it's like Bobby was sick for a long time. Like, I, like let's have some empathy for what she was going through. That said, on the other side of the way, I find Jill triggering in another way is that like she did. We know she invited the cameras to his funeral. We know this. It wasn't some intern or some <laughs> assistant. It made me laugh though when she goes, I would never invite cameras into a funeral outside maybe. <laughs> outside maybe she's like now outside I can't speak to you I don't know what happened with outside <laughs> but like and when she was like it was your assistant contact it's like that was assistant I did you ever see my name on it it's like but we know like we're not stu- I just don't like when she thinks we're stupid or like we and again like I just it's like you are wrong in your way why can't these women just go you know what yeah which I, I did feel like Jill sort of said I wish she would have said it in, in, when they were talking about this when she was like, yeah, I want to be a friend of. Like, yes, I do. I absolutely do. Well, she said do. that. I, she said, I want to be a friend of. That's what I mean. Yes. Like, I, I kind of thought, I don't know. I'm like, she's owning, which to me is a more chill thing. Like, she's owning it. She thought for Dorinda is literally slurring in people's faces, yes. the most nasty things. And everybody's scared of her. That's why they're not stopping it. Yeah. They're scared of her. Tamara is scared of her. For Tamara Barney to be scared of someone? And they're also on her territory, which makes it even more frightening. Not that it's not hard, like when they're on a beach in Mexico, it's hard there too. But I'm just saying like they're trapped in her house. Like, and so she is sort of queen of the manor. and acting. Menopause manor, <laughs> which Tamara did make me laugh when she said haunted manor at this point. I mean, it's just incredible. And then when they start talking about their seasons and then Taylor, Taylor and Brandy. Wow, wow, wow. Now this was darkness. Pitch black. Pitch black. So Taylor brings up the Adrian stuff, which I can't believe because you know Taylor doesn't talking to Adrian. I thought for sure what she was going to bring up was Brandy's horrible comments about her writing a book after her husband passed. Well, I think she did bring those up already, so she needed a new topic. Oh, I don't even remember that because Taylor's kind of, kind of, she's part of the background for me. Yes. She brought that up a little bit episode one or two. Okay, okay, okay. I guess I forgot. So that. I okay. think that she'd used that weapon already. So she needed other weapons in her arsenal. So she brings up Adrian. Now, I bet you $1,000 that she has not spoken to Adrian in four years. You know what I mean? So like, this isn't some good, fr- yeah, maybe longer, yeah. right? This isn't some good friend of yours that you're like defending now. This is Adrian Maloof. Now, that was unforgivable, what Brandy did. Of course it was. But, like, it has nothing to do with you. So you're just trying to add drama. But And when you strike at Brandy, we know that you cannot come to her with anything because she came back and basically was like, she was like, we were all a good season and you fucked it up. Like, we were great. You fucked it up is basically what Taylor was saying. We were success. You came in and fucked everything up. And then Brandy... Being Brandy comes out and says... Yeah, you got to just watch it to see this. Yeah, and they they beeped it out, but basically said, like, your husband committed suicide. 
no, she was like, you're not a success. I mean, your husband's not a success. Oh. Well, they bleeped it out. I didn't realize what they had said. I thought. I thought. I thought that he, she was saying like, I mean, the same meaning what you're saying, but like, he's not a success yes. because he, Ooh, and you're not a success. Darker. Oh, it was, it was so dark. <sighs> Phaedra said it. If you, she said something like, if you throw, sling an arrow at Brandy, she comes back with five bullets and you got to know that. But still, oh my. it was so dark. Eva is a star. I mean, the way... I so appreciate Eva just like standing up and being like, I- I'm out of here. Like, this is unacceptable. And look, I'm going to catch flack for this, but you know what, guys? You're listening to a podcast yes. where we're here to just just speak truths that come to us in the moment. I like Vicky in this, in this iteration of her. Vicky was like, no, that's not okay. And I feel like people are scared to go up against Dorinda. And now... She screamed at Vicky for, of course, do I fucking hate Vicky? Yes. I'm just, you you know what I'm saying, Danielle. I, I just feel like Vicky oddly has her head on straight. Not in terms of vaccines and COVID, yeah. but like she, uh, you know, the way they all came down on Brandy, it was justice was quite swift. So then Brandy walks out, Faith, comes back. But Phaedra follows her out and Jill. Yes. And they basically said like, look, you, you can't do that. But she did, you know, like the truth, which is like, you can't say terrible things like that. And yet everyone's when you get ganged up on, like, it's again, she's just being the scorpion that she is. Like, that's who she. Yeah. I mean, she's it was a terrible thing to say. So they come back, come back to the table. There's Dorinda. I mean, there she was like a powder keg. There she goes. Uh, And you can just it's like watching like. I don't know. It's like, there she goes and she's going, 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 gone. Slurring. She should hear herself. Does she watch this back? Like, is she horrified? Remember, two days ago, she had Brandy, like, crawled up in her lap like a kitty cat, rubbing her head. When she's like, imagine if this is your, we don't talk about death. Imagine if your son, I'm not even going to finish the sentence. It was so dark. And obviously, Brandy, like, goes nuclear. Although for Brandy, I thought it was actually kind of... She walked away. She walked away. Yeah. And then we're taken to, which I couldn't believe, one of the biggest laughs (laughs) I've seen on the show, which which I actually think was, like, from the universe to diffuse her killing Dorinda. Her literally killing Dorinda with her bare hands. So Phaedra... (laughs) I mean, the, the the star of the show, the star of the franchise. Everything is forgiven and forgotten. This woman is a goddamn star. We learned this week that she has a part in a movie, which I, I did didn't not know. know. She was an actor. No. You know what? We're learning new things. So she comes over to Brandy. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I watched it a thousand times. Me so she's, she, she's like, now she's older than you. She's older than you. That's your mom's age. She, you goes, know, she, could be, she to, goes, she could be your she mama. She could be your mom. Just trying to like diffuse. And Brandy goes, she's five years older than me. <laughs> and Phaedra goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> they laugh for so long. They And then the bartender who has a mask on is shaking with laughter. It was just so funny. The light bulb when it went off. It just them. diffused the situation because it was a powder keg. That was just, it was like, have you seen that fireworks video from this week where like people light fire in their driveway and then it like starts going off and like lights itself on fire and like explodes. That's yeah. what this was. Just explosion, explosion, bigger explosion, bigger explosion, bigger, 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 big
And that diffusion, that was like a cup of water, like a fire extinguisher that I needed in that moment. And thank God for Phaedra. Thank God for Phaedra. I mean, Brandy sort of made me laugh too, though, when like <laughs> earlier Dorinda's like, hi, you should thank, you know, just the fucking hostess yes. from hell. Uh. And he's like, yeah, I brought a woman from Queens strip for you. And Brandy just says quietly, when she didn't really speak. I love I screamed. <laughs> I screamed at that moment. Brandy also made me laugh when she said, uh, when uh, Gary sent the flowers to Jill, she's like, Gary knows where his BJs are buttered. <laughs> I mean, but that, to get that insight into these women's heads, like we know Jill is obsessed, but for him to like send her the apple, like she finally got her apple back, like the way that these women live for the show. I mean, Brandy's the only one speaking sense. And I know Brandy on the same way does live for these shows, but she's sort of like, has a sense of humor about it. Like she just says like, I got fired. Like she just calls it out a little more where these other women are kind of like, I'm going to come back and trying to like get in in all these sneaky ways. Why can't they say this? Like, you know what? Like the truth is always just better. It's like, you know, I'll be honest. Like I I loved being on the shows. I loved having people come up and yes. chatting about it and it was fun and it, I felt like vital and it was just such a great time in my life. And I, I missed like the attention of it to be quite frank. Like people would understand that yes. comment. It's just the pretending and the like all of it. And I did it better and we got a Critics' Choice Award. The only that reality was. that was I screamed. You know, the way she said it was like we all knew about it. She goes, you know what I'm talking about, Critics' Choice. And I was like, and I was like, what? I was like, is she talking about Bitch Dash? Also was nominated for Critics' Choice? We were? No, we were nominated for yeah. a People's Choice. <laughs> no, you, Casey Wilson, were nominated for a Critics' Choice Award, weren't you? You know, I guess we'll have to check on the internet because <laughs> I thought, I guess I replaced in my head, you know. Honestly, I, I, I'm good with that. It's like, let's all replace our co- past accomplishments with better ones. Yeah, on. I don't know what, but it went her. She went Critics' Choice Award. Like watching them all hold on to these little tokens, these little like, this is the thing. Like she's holding on to Critics' Choice and Jill is holding on to the apple and and Dorinda's holding on to pause. Like they're all like, they, they are holding on for dear life. But also holding on is Dorinda's death grip. On Bluestone Manor. Oh, yeah. When she said, when she was up in that hot air balloon, Mm. and she said, to see my property from this visual, I was like, this is sick. It's weird. She's sick. The Morgan letters are to Sonia what Bluestone Manor is to Dorinda. It is fucking sick. It is. It's weird. It's a haunt. It is haunted. It's super weird. And then when Phaedra goes, I was hoping we were getting away from Bluestone Manor. And then I realized we're tethered to it. Ah! Oh, she's so fucking good. I mean, of course, she's at the top of my list. We've got Phaedra, Eva, Jill, Tamara, Vicky, Brandy, Taylor, Dorinda is my list. When Taylor said, you're just a cinnamon stick in a successful pot of water, I was like, what? Thank you. You know, Eva's testimonials are very funny, too. Uh, Where was this Eva? I tell you, we saw her. We saw her on the bus in Japan. Okay, wait. Phaedra's other comment. This is the craziest dinner and the hardest chairs. (laughs) (laughs) I also love at the end, like a dark, sad, like a button after everything that's happened. Um. Someone said, let's go back. Oh, Taylor said, let's go back and whoop it. And Vicky goes, let's whoop it up. 
<laughs> it was just a wild something. Wild. Oh, you know, because God. when I when I heard all the fighting that's happened between Vicky and Dorinda since they filmed, you know. I get it. To be honest, in my head, I mean, they are going, they've, they've, they're taking each other down in every interview. Uh-huh. In my head, it was like, oh, right. Yeah, I'm sure I'm on Dorinda's side, ultimately. But I don't know. Uh-huh. Watching it back, I'm like, uh-uh. I mean, that's how bad she is. We're on the side of an anti-vaxxer. Like, when will I ever? Firmly on her side. I, and that is a tough position to be. And that's what's so crazy about the housewives. And when Dorinda said to Vicky, like, stop being a victim, I'm like, her boyfriend did just break up with her, like... Like the day before she came here. Let's have a... I actually think she's a bit of a trooper. And her fiancé, not even her boyfriend, her fiancé. I mean, we saw, we saw it with Dorinda and Tinsley. The way that she was so mean to Tinsley about, like, her status with her boyfriend, fiancé, the, you know, the coupon king. Like, so, no empathy. None. None. Not a shred. She's so angry at the world. And I mean... Oh, it's just so dark. Yeah, but wow. She's like Miss Hannigan. I think Miss Hannigan's actually a little bit lighter. Yeah, she's fun, actually. She's so, you know, she's like a fun drawing. A little girl. Yeah, little like girl. Juicy. <laughs> yeah, I like her, actually. Miss Hannigan's a, like, a lot of fun. None of you are getting adopted. I like that, you know, compared to Dorinda. Doesn't she, and maybe this is the movie and not the show, but she like saves Annie. She's like, don't hurt Annie! Like, she comes clean at the end. for that. Might be at the movie when they, like, climb the radio tower. Like, something's ratted in the movie. I just want to put out into the universe, you know, speaking of vision boards, Mm -hmm. just to manifest this. And I'd I'd like everyone to do the same, which is, like, Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club. I don't need to see a new iteration with new gals. I want these gals. Can I include Taylor in this? Mm -hmm. I want this exact crew to meet back here at Bluestone Manor with their bags at the exact same minute, the exact same date, every year, and give us a week of content. I I ask that of them. Wow. I'd like to see that happen. I don't want this to be the one and done. It's too good. It's too good. I don't want it to end. Like, are we doing, you know, more than one season on these kind of like options? I don't know that they have a plan. I think that they're just seeing how they do. That's, I think history is still writing itself. So let's, let's all like put it out there, you know? It's so good. It's so, because, and I think because it's like. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just laughing. (laughs) Oh, it was. Phaedra. Well, speaking of Phaedra, and I don't know if we can get into it, and I'll just get into it for a quick, as as she comes to Dubai this week, Phaedra. And I think they bring her in because it needs a little, you know, some pep in its step. Yeah. And now that Phaedra's been like unleashed back on the franchise, they're just like, fuck it, put her on everything. They're putting her on everything. Get her there. Get her there. I mean, she's going to pop up an OC like Vicky came to visit. It is. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Danielle, what a week. This was a fucking, I feel sick to my stomach still about Beverly Hills. I literally have a knot in my stomach about it. It was, you know, as, as, you know, the Twitterverse said. People are up in arms. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. As they should be. They are. And, but I will say that Ultimate Girls Trip was a nice place to land afterwards. It was a really, again, had its darkness as well and had its... Yeah. as well, but it just catapulted me into, like, I was, like, zooming around the room afterwards, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle, to close us out, I'd like to, to change my review of, of Randy Glanville's song. Okay. I love it. I do, too. I love it. I do, too. 
Not a wrong note hit, except for the notes. The notes themselves are yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, I don't know that any notes were hit, Casey. Let's like... Well, and, and if they were hit, they were hit wrong. But like, I mean that in the general phrase, like not a, not a, not a wrong note. No, not a wrong note. Not a not right a note. Wrong, not, not a wrong, not a right note. But no wrong no notes. notes. No notes. No notes. <laughs> no notes were hit. And I give and I no, no notes, notes for, that, for that song. Oh, except just gratitude. I'm going to stay, you know, bathed in gratitude for that song coming out today. Yeah. Um, I needed it. Me too. Me too. Oh, this world is so depressing. I'm so depressed. So down. Me too. Kind of hoping for more out of the shows this week. So. Yeah, me too. And we didn't get Atlanta this week because of July 4th. So we'll, we'll be back in Atlanta next week. Oh, we'll be back because I just saw some upcoming Ooh, stuff going on yet. with Mar- Marlo and Kenya. And it's, yeah, it's also pretty dark. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, the, the shows, I guess, are reflecting our world. Yeah, um, and I'm laughing, guys, because I tend to laugh when I, um, I tend to laugh when I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, my father does that. It's a, it's a tough it's quality. It's a tough quality. It's not something I'm proud of, but I have literally looked someone crying at me in the eyes and started laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. So it's, is my father. You'll be like, please just say you're sorry. And, I and he's like, I have. <laughs> I was in an elevator with a woman and we were in a, a pretty, I was having to let her go from something and she started crying and I started laughing and it wasn't my best moment, but I was so uncomfortable. But it was, and I kept saying, I'm not laughing. I'm so uncomfortable. You know, we don't have time for it now, but would you remind me, Danielle, yeah. to tell the brisket story <laughs> of what happened with, yeah, that's right, with my father laughing at my brother and I while we sobbed hysterically, begging him for an apology so our family could move forward as a family <laughs> while baking brisket. <laughs> Yes. That my dad sloshed all over June's home. Oh, it's no. a quite a story that I I I'm gonna, I want to tell it to you next. Okay, time. please do, Casey. Please. You know we've heard enough today. Please do. Thank you, Casey. Uh, love to you all. Love to every woman out there. I know this has been just such a hard time, and we're all still fucking reeling and terrified at what's to come and what this means for the future of gay marriage, of of interracial marriage, of everything. It's just. Uh. And also, we'd love to just recommend a good listen if you're looking of you know, ways to kind of like help or thinking of, you know, like what is the overturning of Roe Roe versus Wade and how can I get access to places for help? Um, Listen to the deep dive this week. Uh, Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Raphael's podcast. June has, yes, recorded an incredible conversation and it's centering around the future of healthcare and abortion access. And it's, it's truly incredible. Basically, uh, she sits down with Amy Merrill discussing just kind of the difference between Plan B and Plan C pills, how to navigate self-managed abortions and the importance of telehealth and and what what any of you in red states need to know about accessing safe reproductive health care. So um, we'd love for you to give that a listen and we're going to drop the, the link in our show notes. Um, Love to you all. Such love to you all. Yeah. Love you guys. And love you, Casey. Love you, Danielle. We'll be nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. I hope one can dream. I mean, what could I be nominated for by a critic? I don't think podcast is a... Could it be my my Oscar writing? (laughs) (laughs) Something splashing to me, which was that devastating time when you bought such a beautiful dress to go to... What award show was it? What was it? Our it was the People's Choice Awards. People's Choice. But then we found out we weren't. We got nominated, but and I went out and bought a very expensive dress. And then, well, you bought a dress within five minutes five of our nomination because you assume when you've been nominated that you're invited to the ceremony, and that was not the case. 
And they said, actually, stand out. We'll be featuring your award here. Yeah. So, anyhow. Anyway, uh, yes, thank you uh, to our producer, Amelia, and our producer and editor, Caitlin and Earwolf. And uh, let's allow the the gorgeous, gorgeous song. The dulcet tones. The dulcet tones of Ms. Brandy Glanville to take us out. Enjoy. Bye. Bye, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing BGZ. What I'm doing here is laying down some tracks. Let's go. Gonna tell that you can do it to the max. Fuck them other housewives. Better watch it back, cause I'm spitting out the motherfucking facts. That's right. Diamonds, peaches, apples too. I'ma be the one to check you, boo. Some go to jail, and even worse. And the beneficial unhaven hurts. Mug shops, kicking cops, selling rocks to pay the rent. Fuck what they get, all the money they spend. Law bills, legal fees, nothing stops these queen bees. Life of a housewife. Housewife, money, fame, that's the game. Life of a housewife. Andy says if we stay or go, some of these bitches think they run the show. Peanut grief by the bottle, all the kids as they done model. Fancy whips, designer clothes, in the paper, no one knows. We got glam girls, we got villains, we in the millions Throwing wine, throwing shade How's a housewife says get paid Making headlines with these scandals Fighting over fucking candles One wick, two wick, three wick, four Which new wife are they called a whore? Flipping tables, flipping hair Breaking glasses, they don't care Life of a housewife Money, fame, that's the game Money, fame, that's the game. Life of a housewife. Not stealing cars, but stealing houses. Some hit the lotto with they spouses. House husbands, combo go. Will she come out on the show? Bow rules and divorces. Dinner parties, three to five horses. Wig ships, face lips, tag lines as vintage ones. Don't fuck with us cause we don't play Life of a housewife Money, fame, that's the game Life of a housewife Money, fame, that's the game